We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to the first Sunday, our month of great joy. I pray that the shout of joy will not and will never depart from your habitation in the name of Jesus. Welcome to service, and I'm so happy that you are... Now, you could have been flicking to any channel right now, hopping from one YouTube station to the other, but you are with me, all right? And I thank you for that. Now, I want you to pay attention because I want to speak to you today. Listen, I got a call from one of my spiritual daughters um, the other day, and she said, Dad, I am now homeschooling my kids, and I'm about to expel a student. <laughs> so so I, know, I know it's tough right now. I know it can be rough for a lot of people right now. I know we love our kids, man, but being stuck in an apartment or a house with toddlers can be, can be something else. We need Jesus right now. All right, so uh, many also uh, are going through salary calls. You know, there, is, um, there, there are self-employed people who are unable to work right now. And, and so I, I, want to, I want to just share something with you. Want, let me talk to you heart to heart. Let me talk to you heart to heart. Listen, this will come and pass. It will come just the same way it came. It will come out of this strong. I want you to be strong. I want you to be um, steadfast, immovable. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are tougher than you think. You are stronger than you think. I want you to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to take your focus away from everything around you, the negative news around you. I want you to focus on your maker. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Listen very carefully. You've been through instances and situations where you thought that this is going to take you out. But here you are today. You survived. You made it. And listen, you will make this also. Because the same God that helped you before is still here right now to help you. And so this month of great joy, get ready for your situation to turn around. Now let's get this month started. So today I'm going to be sharing with you how to, um, how to deal, how to handle, how to take hold of joy, how to keep your joy in the midst of trial. How to keep your joy in the midst of trial. And I will do everything possible to introduce this subject matter to you today. How to keep your joy in the midst of what? Trial. And I will take my text from James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. Now listen very carefully. Pay attention. Don't be distracted because I want this message to resonate with you. And I want this message to sit in your heart and mix with faith to produce a great harvest for you. The harvest that God has in stock for you this month. So James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. It says, my brethren, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I'm reading the Bible here. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Are you telling me, Pastor, that God is expecting me to fall into various trials? 
I'm reading scriptures. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall. Not if you fall. When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, the testing of your faith, how to keep your joy in the midst of trial, knowing that the testing of your faith produces something that money cannot buy. Patience. It says, but I have a word of advice for you. It says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I'm going to try and unpack that in this service just to boost your faith. And so I'm going to be talking about the diagnosis of trial, the destination of trials, and the directors of trials. So we just kick that off. Now let's look, 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 let's look at the uh, Cambridge Dictionary. <laughs> Cambridge Dictionary defines a trial as a test, usually over a period of time, to discover how effective and suitable something or someone is. How to keep your joy in the midst of trial. Trial is a time of testing. Trial is a time of testing. And the Cambridge English Dictionary defines a trial as a test, usually over a limited period of time, to discover how effective or suitable something or someone is. So that tells me that fundamentally, trials have a limited time frame. They do not last forever. Trials is a testing period, and they do not last forever. Number two, the second point says, trials is a test and a time of discovery whether something is suitable or not. This itself should make you rejoice that whatever trial you are going through has an expiry date. It has an expiry date. Trials is a test that has an expiry date. Trial is a test to determine whether something or someone is suitable. Your money problem has an expiry date. Your personal challenges has an expiry date. Many years ago, 1997 to be precise, my family income was about 1,200. My, my, uh, my family expenses was about 2,200. Our family income a month was 850 pounds. By the second week of the month, I am broke with a toddler, a baby, and a wife to feed. And my wife was unemployed. It was a testing time. I thought I, will, I, thought I was going to die. I thought one day I would, I would go to bed and I wouldn't wake up. My heart was heavy. 
I go to bed every night weeping, wake up every morning weeping, just looking at the bills that kept pouring through my letterbox. But listen very carefully. It had an expiry date. That problem, my money problem, like your money problem, has an expiry date. And when the expiry date came, I experienced breakthrough. Your career problem has an expiry date. Your enterprise problem has an expiry date. 1997 again, my blessed job was to work as a traffic warden. I hated that job. Every morning I wake up, I tie, I get out of the office, they give me a printer, as, um, almost a, a 5 kg printer, tie it around my waist. My job was to go around the town issuing tickets to people who park on yellow lines. I hated the job because as far as I was concerned, my job was to make people's life miserable. You know, whenever I get to the office and my boss asks me, Eddie, how many tickets did you issue today? It's like asking me, how many people did you hurt today? I felt like I was worse than Jabez. And I thought that I was going to do that job forever. I thought I was stuck. I couldn't see a way out. I couldn't think a way out. But listen very carefully. May 1998, barely a year after I got that job, one day I got a phone call in that same office welcoming me to a Fortune 500 company. My career problem had an expiry date. Your career problem has an expiry date. Your enterprise problem has an expiry date. That problem you think you have with that child right now has an expiry date. Trial is a test that has an expiry date. The diagnosis of trial is that it has an expiry date. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I once, we once had an emotional challenge. I remember, I remember one day, I got home and my wife told me that she's pregnant. We were excited. I was tired of thinking about what, what are we going to do? We already, had two, we already had two kids. And then we said, listen, well, we need to change our car. We need to buy a new house. We need to do, change, make a lot of fam family change. Because, I mean, moving from two to three, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of family adjustment, adjustment that needs to be made. And we're excited making those adjustments. But a few weeks later, we went to see the doctor. And the doctor said, we can't see the baby. We said, what do you mean? Are you saying that this child is an invisible child? He said, um, well, the sack is there, but we can't see the baby. My wife and I were devastated. We were emotionally broken. At some point, they said, well, give it a few weeks and come back, and then we will have to tidy you up. We were hurt. We thought we will never find happiness again. We thought we will never find joy again. But you know what? Jesus came, healed our hearts, and we found joy again, and we found peace again. Write this down, my friend. My problem has an expiry date. Write it down. Write it down right now. That's your problem. In fact, name it. 
Whatever challenge it is, name it. Is it your career problem? Is it an emotional problem? Is it a money problem? Is it a problem with the kids? I want you to write it in capital letter. This challenge has an expiry date. Praise the Lord. I decree the end of every challenge in your life right now, right now. This month is the month of great joy. I decree the end of every problem. Whatever it is that keeps you awake at night, whatever it is that makes your heart sorrow, whatever it is that has robbed you of laughter, I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare to you that the God that helped me through my career, the God that helped me through my emotional challenge, the God that helped me through my money worries, that God will help you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and we say amen. Listen, when you are going through crisis or challenge, it seems to feel like it will last forever. But it's not true. It's not true. It's just a feeling. It will come and it will pass and you will remain standing. It will come and it will pass and you will remain laughing. It will come and it will pass and you, my friend, will dance again. It will come and it will pass and you, my friend, will sing again. It will come and it will pass and you, my friend, will testify again. It will come, it will pass, and you, my friend, will laugh again in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so the diagnosis of, of testing is that it does not last forever. It does not last forever. And listen very carefully. I also want to talk to you about the destination of trials. The destination of trials. Every child of God goes through testing. Every child of God goes through a period of trial. And these are an this makes for great opportunities. So listen very carefully. Three things, three things, three destinations of trials. Number one, the destination of trial is to build you up. The destination of trial is to build you up. James 1, 2, James, verse, James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. My brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. Patience, destination is to build you up. Now, let me ask you 12 questions. Number one, do you really love Jesus? Number two, what did you come to see in Christianity? What did you come to see in faith? Number three, what did you come to get in faith? It says here, listen, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And count it joy when you fall, knowing that the testing, falling, trial, testing, what did you come? What did you come to get? What did you come to see? Are you still faithful? Do you still pray? Do you still fast? Do you still give? Are you still standing as a believer? Are you? 
Are you just after supernatural encounters without any root in Jesus? The trial of your faith. The tri- this trial is a test of your faith. What if God does not answer your prayers when you want him to? Do you love Jesus more than what you seek to get? This trial, this trial is a test of your faith. Verse 3 says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces something. It produces patience. The trial is to build you up. The trial produces the patience muscles. If you are like me, you want six-pack without the gym trials. If you are like me, you want to be healthy without, you want to lose weight and be healthy without the diet trials. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Verse 4 says, but let patience have its perfect work. It produces, it is here to build you up. Trials build you up. And trials produces the patience muscles. And it, is de- and it is determined to do a perfect work. In other words, it says, but let patience have its perfect work. In other words, do not be too eager. Don't be too eager to bypass the testing phase. Don't be too eager to bypass the trial phase. Equally, don't be too eager to forget your tests and your trials. No. Don't be too eager to forget your disappointments. Don't be too eager to forget your errors. Don't be too eager. Don't don't be too eager to forget your waiting season. It says this trial is a test of your faith. And it has one destination, and that is to build you up. The purpose of your trial is to build you up to perfection and abundance, lacking nothing. That's what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. The second destination of trial is to give you victory. It is to give you victory, believe it or not. And the Bible says, yeah, it says to, it says, well, to give, give you testing produces trial. To, uh, it works patience. So the destination is victory. No test, no testimony. No trial, no test, no testimony. Every time you hear someone share a testimony, it is because they have been through a trial and triumphed. You will triumph in Jesus' mighty name. You will triumph. You will come out of this test, you will come out of this trial with, in, in, with great success and it will produce perfection in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. And so today I testify, today I testify of, um, of prosperity and abundance because once upon a time I was poor and I had needs. Today I testify of emotional healing because of what I've went through, through once upon a time. Today I testify of career breakthrough because, because I was once a traffic warden and I didn't like my job. And so every testimony is preceded by a time of testing and a time of trial. So the Bible says, it says you count it all joy. How? How to retain? How to keep your joy in the midst of trial? Praise the Lord. And so the destination of trial is to give you victory. It will give you victory. 
Testimony of healing means someone has triumphed over sickness. Testimony of breakthrough means someone has triumphed over brokenness. Testimony of abundance means someone has triumphed over lack. The purpose of trial is to give you victory. Number three, the destination of, tri of trial is to give you total deliverance. Total deliverance. It says that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 19, it says many are the afflictions of the righteous. It says, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I see God deliver you out of every form, every form of testing, trial, and challenges in the name of Jesus. I see the hand of God deliver you. I see God give you a testimony. I see you come out of this situation stronger. I see God put a new song in your lips. I see God give you a new testimony. I see God use you. I see the Joseph anointing upon you that you will come out of this situation and be a deliverer to those coming behind in the mighty name of Jesus. Many are the affliction of the righteous. Say, but the Lord delivers him out of them all, not some, not some, all, all, you will be delivered. All, you will come through. All, at the end of the day, listen very carefully. Unless you say, I've gone through this, no one will know you've been through it. If I, don't, if I, didn't, if I didn't tell you what I've been through, right, you will never know today. And so that will be your testimony. You will come through and God will give you a perfect testimony to the benefit and encouragement of those coming behind you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now let us look at the directors of trials. And we see them in the hall of faith. One of them, one of my favorites, Daniel. The Bible says uh, Daniel was a, he was a director when it comes to testing and trials. The guy who has been to the lion's den. The Bible says that in Daniel chapter 6, it says, And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? And the king was asking Daniel that you've just been through a period of trial and a period of testing. Now, this trial and testing is meant to give you, it's meant to build you up, give you, give you victory and deliver you. Have, are you delivered? But look at, I'm telling you, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Verse 21, then Daniel said to the king, because he's a faithful man, he said, O king, live forever. God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me, because I, have found, I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in his God. Listen. Daniel was tried. Daniel was tested. 
And the Bible says they took him and they threw him into the lion's den. And the Bible says that God came through for him. I see God come through for you in the name of Jesus. I don't know where you are right now that feels like a lion's den. Right now you think about, you think life is like a lion about to devour you, about to tear you apart. Take courage, my child, says the Lord. My hand is strong to save and I will deliver you. And the Bible says here, and God came through for Daniel and he, and he, and Daniel was rescued and he was saved. And so whatever sort, sort of den you find yourself right now, maybe you are in a financial den, Maybe you are in a marital den. Maybe you are in a, death, in a den of death. I decree in the name of Jesus for God to deliver you out of that den. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command your lifting and your rising. Just like Daniel, God will give you a testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Daniel went through a very stressful time. His faith was tested. And he passed, and he went through the trial. I pray that your heart remains strong, that your heart remains immovable, that your heart remains steadfast in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that your testimony will be evident for all to see. Now, in Daniel chapter 6, we want to look back at what actually happened. How did Daniel end up in the lion's den? Daniel 6 from verse 1 says, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom over 120 satraps, to be over the whole kingdom, and, and over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one of the governors, that the satraps might give account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, because, he, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the entire realm, as over the entire kingdom. So the governors and satraps sought to put some charge against Daniel. Talk about wicked workmates. These were wicked, malicious workmates. And the Bible says, but they could not find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any we shall not find any charge against this daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his god so his colleagues plotted against him and had him thrown into the lions den can you imagine that it would have been a very stressful time for a professional very stressful time when your teammates gang up against you lie against you to management and then you've now to be made redundant and kicked out of work. Can you imagine that? The same God that delivered Daniel, that same God will deliver you in the mighty name of Jesus. Tests and trials will build you up. Tests and trials will give you victory. And tests and trials will give you total deliverance. Daniel was built up. Daniel got victory. And Daniel got total deliverance. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I remember in 2003, I had just moved into um, a brand new, well, moved into a new home. In fact, we moved into the home uh, on one weekend, right, one Saturday. And then the following Monday, I went to work. Now, I was writing, a, I was preparing my sermon notes during my lunch break. So I had it written on my work laptop. And then, silly me, I emailed that um, sermon, right, through the, um, my employer's network 
to my private email. And guess what? The email system intercepted, the HR system intercepted it. Within 15, within 15 minutes, I got a call to the director's office. And uh, I, thought, I mean, funny enough, the title of the message was uh, about communion, how to eat his flesh and drink his blood. <laughs> and that would scare the living daylight out of any HR department. So, and they called me, and they had me fired. They had me fired on the spot. I knew where it was going to. Before they said they were going to fire me, I just go, I said, you know what? I know where this is going to. I packed my luggage, I packed my laptop, packed my stuff, and I walked out of the building. And I remember walking out of that building, I was thinking, my goodness, my goodness, we've just, we've just moved to a brand new property. What am I going to tell my family at home? I mean, the mortgage has just doubled. But you see, the God we serve is a faithful God. This same God, I don't know right now where you are. Maybe you feel trapped. I don't know right now where you are. You are thinking, how will I pay my bills this month? I don't know how that where you are. You are worried about that child. I don't know where you are right now. But listen very carefully. The God you have decided to serve, as long as you remain faithful, he will be faithful. He will give you a testimony. You will come out of this, and the Lord God Almighty will deliver you. He will give you victory. He will make you perfect, and he will deliver you in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. How about director number two? Father Abraham, Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the hair of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said to him, Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my hair. Abraham was childless. Abraham went through trial. He went through trial. He went through testing. He desperately wanted a child. He was tested. He was tried. Five, six chapters after, chapter 20, uh, Genesis 21, it says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. The Lord will do for you as he has spoken. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. He will do as he has spoken. He said, you shall be the head and not the tail. He will do as he has spoken. He said, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. He will do as he has spoken in the name of Jesus. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. Listen, my friend. You are coming out of this with a great song, a great testimony, perfect victory, and delivered. Tests and trials will build you up. Tests and trials will give you victory. Tests and trials will give you total deliverance. After Abraham faced trials, God blessed him. God increased him and established his covenant with him. A covenant that extends to us today. Because Galatians 3 says, Galatians 3, 29 says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise to Abraham. The Abrahamic covenant. Listen very carefully. 
you will come out of this situation with a new covenant in the mighty name of Jesus. You will come out of this situation with a new story in the name of Jesus. You will come out of this situation better and greater than where you went in, in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to round up with director number three, Jesus himself. Jesus went through a trial so intense that he asked God to make it pass away from him if it were possible. Matthew 26, 39, it says, he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, and that's the way you are crying right now, oh, my father, if it is possible, make this pain stop. Oh, my father, if it is possible, make this bill stop. Oh, my father, if it is possible, make this child stop. Oh, my father, if it is possible, make this bus stop. Oh, my father, if it is possible, make this work stop. The trial and the test of your faith is designed to build you up, to give you victory, and to give you total deliverance. I pray that God will strengthen your heart. I pray that God will keep your heart. I pray that God will instill in you the grace to follow through like the Lord Jesus followed through. The Bible says, he said, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. He said, but nevertheless, not as I will, because the purpose of this test and trial is to build me up, to give me victory, and give me total deliverance. He says, so, not as I will, but as you will. After Jesus faced those trials, the Bible says he was given a name above every other name. He was distinguished. I see you distinguished in the name of Jesus. From this test and this trial, you will have a story to tell. From this test and this trial, God will give you visibility. From this test and this trial, it will be the foundation for your making in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Bible says he was seated at the right hand of God and received all the power in heaven. Philippians 2 Verse 5, and I close. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of man himself. And, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He endured his challenge. He endured the cross just to be given a better name. I pray over you and just this morning that the grace to go through this rest upon you. There's a reward on the other side. I pray that God will strengthen your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice today. This is the time for their promotion. This test is for their promotion. This trial is for their visibility. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. They will not lose their story. They will not lose their song. They will not lose their joy. They will not lose their laughter. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for supernatural strength from on high to rest upon everyone under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to close by taking an offering.
this morning, this morning, it's offering time. It's time to give. It's time to give a tithe. And don't just, don't just get up and just walk away or flip the channel. It's time to do what is honorable to the Lord. It's offering time. And details will be on the screen right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you that even as your children, out of that they have, they give today. I pray for open heaven over everyone here. I pray, oh God, for supernatural breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you will bring about a turnaround financially in their lives, Father. I pray, oh God, that you will cause unusual doors to open to them in the mighty name of Jesus. You said in your word that we believe that give and shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together and run over. Shall men give back to them? Father, I pray, oh God, for destiny help us to locate them, to identify them wherever they are right now in life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory for every giver today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Let this word that they have received become a covenant practice in their lives. Let it yield, oh God, great returns, great harvest in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory for our givers today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, if you are watching me right now and you have never at any point in time given your life to Jesus, now is a better time. There is no better time than now. As I want you to put your right hand upon your chest and just say these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. I do not know how to handle my life. I don't know how to keep my joy in the midst of trial. I don't even know how to handle my trial and my test. I don't even know where I'm going today. But I, today, I receive you, Jesus, into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Lead me. Guide me. Direct me. In your name, I pray. Amen. Now, let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Is there anyone under the sound of my voice who are just coming to the kingdom, Father? Lord, I pray for them. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I cover them with the blood of Jesus. I decree that they be rooted and planted in the world and in the house of God today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And to you, I say welcome, my friend. Praise the Lord. I want you to get, get, get in touch with me. Uh, and my uh, details will be on the screen right now. Get in touch with me. Tell me you gave your life to Christ. I would love to personally mentor you on this spiritual journey. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And for the rest of us, the Lord bless you. Thank you for hanging on. Thank you for growing in faith. Stay strong in the mighty name of Jesus. I'll continue this series next week Sunday. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed!